God's good to us, isn't he? Man, I'm telling you what, God has been good to us here tonight. He's given, given us a visitation. Hallelujah, and we're so thankful for that. It's good to see all in the house of the Lord tonight to come and celebrate and exhort his name and give him honor. Appreciate you coming to take out the time and to worship the Lord on this Wednesday night. Pray for our children's church that it would be very successful. Amen. Hallelujah. It's going to be talking about the light. And, and there's some visitors back there with them. And it would put a seed and put a little something into their little hearts and minds. And amen. That would change them forever. God would just shine down upon them and touch them and minister to them. Amen. To give them a hope and an experience that maybe they've never experienced before. Just being in the house of God in the presence of the Lord. And if you like, we could stand for the reading of the word of God tonight. And I won't hold you. We're going to read just the one verse in your hearing tonight, the 16th verse. All scriptures given by an inspiration of God. Make sure you understand the all. All, all scriptures. Both old and new. Testaments. <laughs> and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, and for correction, and for instructions in righteousness. How many is thankful for the written word of God tonight? You and I can, can handle and read and study. Man, America's blessed by this literature. And to have access that we have to the, the written word of God. We should take advantage of that. And the opportunity on a daily basis to indulge somehow, some way in the word of God. To learn more of him. And what's pleasing unto him. And how he would instruct us into righteousness and into his will. This is how doctrines come. They're written in this book. Amen. Everybody's going to have to give an account. That's what the Bible's taught us. The books are going to be open. Amen. And we're going to be judged out of the books. And so I want to know what's in the books so I know what to do and how to do it. Amen. Lord, we love you tonight. Appreciate you. We're thankful tonight again for your touch and your visitation. The lives that you have ministered here tonight. The powers of your authority that you have dispatched through the angelic coasts and, and through the power of prayer and faith in this house tonight. The lives that you have ministered and touched and healed healing their bodies and ministering unto their souls, their spirits and minds, reassuring us again tonight that your presence is in our lives to help us, to guide us, to strengthen us. We're going to give you the glory and the praise and honor for all of it through and by that wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. Good to see you all in the house of God tonight. Appreciate you coming and just joining with us to worship the Lord and give him glory. We're going to continue on in the series of the doctrine. The doctrine, 51 verses in your King James Version that uses this particular word. Amen. That uh, We've addressed it as just a few, a handful in the Old Testament. Amen. But even out of the Old Testament, we're taught out of Proverbs. It's called a good doctrine. Amen. God gave us a good doctrine, a sound doctrine. A doctrine that can redeem us. A doctrine that can keep us. A doctrine that will help guide us even in the world and the times that we're living now. Amen. To help us live a holy and a righteous and a godly life. Amen. And that's our goal. We want to please the Lord. Some may think and have the opinion that it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you go to church. It don't matter, amen, where you go. Uh, they may have the opinion, but they didn't get that out of the Bible. It's just an opinion. And a lot of people is depending upon their own uh, opinions, amen, their salvation of eternity and how they feel on a personal basis. But it still doesn't, you know, it doesn't do away with the Word of God and what's written in the Word of God. That responsibility lies heavily upon you and I as individuals, amen, to search the Scripture as Jesus taught the Jews to search the scriptures to see that he was the Messiah, that he was the one of truth. So you and I likewise have to search the scriptures for our dispensation and our time to make sure that our election and calling is sure, to make sure that we're walking in the salvational powers of Jesus Christ and the instructions and guidance that he's given us out of the written word of God. And so we're thankful tonight that he promised this hundreds of years prior to it ever fulfilling or taking place. Even in the Old Testament that he would write them on the tables of our heart. Amen. David said he's hid his word in his heart that he might not sin against him. That's the purpose and the reading of the reasoning of the word of God. Amen. Where would we be tonight? You know, we're in a mess already. But what kind of mess would we be in tonight if we didn't have the scripture? If we didn't have the word of God?
God, amen, to, to address and to, to, to balance ourselves and to keep ourselves in right connection. How many's ever had a situation and when you went to the scriptures, your opinion wasn't right, your own uh, conscience wasn't right. You found out by the scriptures, this is not the way I should handle this or respond to this. But God wants me to do it this way or go in this direction. And so thank God, amen, for the word of God and prayer that works hand in hand to help develop us and shape and mold us. And as the Bible calls workmanship, our vineyards, our house, amen, there's a number of titles that's given to us. And know we not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost and we become his workmanship. How many are glad that God's still working on you tonight? I'm glad he's still working on me tonight. I still need a lot of work. Some days I realize that more than other days. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. Some days I feel like I'm back at first base and, and some days I feel like I'm headed from third to home. But amen. Hallelujah. We hadn't quite made it, but we, we're striving. Amen. And we're going to keep on persevering. Hallelujah. To acquire, to attain. Amen. To be who God wants us to be. Hallelujah. I, I don't want to be on a pacifier in a bottle all my life. Praise God. I, I want to get to the meat. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful tonight that God will help us with that. And so as we begin to look into the word of God, I'm going to pick back up in Romans, the sixth chapter. And we'll probably stay focused there most of the night, maybe make it to the 16th chapter of Romans. And, uh, but I, I do feel a, a little direction uh, earlier today as we begin to look at this particular verse. Um, amen. And I know I just briefly touched it last Wednesday night at the ending. So I want to go back and address it and talk about it a little bit and, and help us to understand what's written there. Amen. Out of Romans, the sixth chapter. You're going to read there where Paul's writings are to the Romans themselves. And Romans are very powerful letter by itself amen it addresses a lot of areas of uh, where we're living who we are and what directions we should be taking even the importance of having the spirit of God amen it's in this letter amen that Paul wrote unto the Roman believers that without his spirit that were none of his and so again it's just another uh, uh, scripture that's given to us the importance of receiving the Holy Ghost and then being led by the spirit of God amen the sons of God and the daughters of God are led by the Spirit of God. I'm glad we got the eternal voice that's leading us. The eternal, amen, GPS. Amen, that there's never been an avenue. There's never been a side road. There's never been any direction that you're turning that this GPS cannot find you and speak to you and give you the direction to the way. Amen. Get us right back to the way. Hallelujah. I don't want to follow the doctrines of devils and neither do I want to be deceived. And Jesus warned us in the end time. Amen. This is one thing that we really need to be alert and vigilant about is not to be deceived nor deceive others or try to deceive others and especially our own selves. So thank God for the word of God that's likened unto a hammer, that's likened unto a sword. Amen. These are types of instruments that either cuts away or pounds away, but it helps remove things that would hinder our walk with God and also hinder us from entering in or hearing him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. We know by the scriptures that going to be some that's going to address him on that day and tell him that we cast out devils in your name. We heal the sick in your name. We done this and that. But he said, I never knew you. You was workers of iniquity. So apparently they didn't build on the rock. Apparently they didn't build on the right foundation. Apparently they was foolish. Amen. Not to search the scriptures with, with the sincerity and honesty. Amen. That God revealed unto me regardless of my own opinions. Regardless of what grandma and grandpa and traditions of men. Regardless of the lying devil God I want to be saved I'm willing to lay down whatever burdens I'm willing to lay cast aside whatever weight but God at the end of this journey I want to be saved I want to hear you say well done thy good and faithful servant and so God the only way I can do that is have a hunger and a passion for God's righteousness for God's doctrines for God's teachings to be placed within my spirit my heart my soul and mind and I would look around for excuses not to do it I'd look around for reasons amen why not do it amen we're the ones that's going to receive the benefit of the outcome of this journey not only the outcome of this journey there's benefits in the word of God for you and I in this world that we're living today praise God so as we look at this and as you look at Romans 6 and 17 but God being thanked <laughs> Paul's writing to expressing uh, the fellowship the companionship and the, the, the deeds and actions uh, of these Roman believers and disciples of Jesus Christ as he writes this letter unto them thanks be to God amen amen that ye were 
the servants of sin. Past tense. Not now. It used to be. But not any longer. How did that happen? How did they know what was sin? How did they come to that conclusion and that understanding? A man that they, that once what they once walked in, and what once helped them captive, a man. But now they have been delivered from that and set free. Listen as he continues. But he have obeyed from the heart, what I, the form or that form of doctrine, that form of doctrine. Uh, you may not be one that goes to other translations, and that's fine. That's fine. But it's pretty easy with a computer to do that, so I do it pretty often, especially to the Amplified. I've been taught by others and uh, said the Amplified is probably one of the most uh, accurate, but yet one of the most that's in likened unto the Greek, a man, and using of those words. And so the Amplifies in that same verse right there talks about the form of doctrine. It actually says, use the word standard. I'm sure that wasn't an apostolic Pentecostal person that translated that. Hmm. And boy, they want to rub us the wrong way about standards. But if you don't have standards, you don't have doctrines, you don't have teaching, you don't have no guidelines, that's like telling your little babies, we don't have no standards in this house. Just do what you want to. If you want to go to school, go to school. If you don't want to, don't get up. Go to bed when you want to go to bed. Get up when you want to. You ain't got to clean up your room. You ain't got to clean up your messes. You're a little baby. <laughs> Praise God. But <laughs> that doesn't work too well, does it? <clears throat> You know, there's a number of things that when that happens that we create a whole lot of trouble for a whole lot of people, don't we? Because, see, that, that kind of reason is not just going to affect the home. It's going to affect the country. It's going to affect your community. It's going to affect your family. It's going to affect everybody that's associated, that becomes in contact with that individual. They may know them. First time to walk into them at Walmart, but it won't take long. When they going down through there and snatching this and slamming that and hollering at this and doing that and nobody corrects them and nobody says nothing. And, huh. Well, the Bible, well, I don't get on that. Praise God. But we're going we're gonna to move on here. But uh, as you watch this, so a, a, another one put it this way. A man. Truths found. So the purpose of doctrine is to reveal or to manifest unto us truth. To know truth. To experience truth. For truth is the only thing that can really make or set us free. Anybody interested in being set free? Anybody interested in laying this old body off and picking up that glorified body? Anybody interested in having eternal life? <laughs> and so we are. Because now how do we even know about eternal life? How do we know that we're going to get a glorified body? How do we know that we got hope beyond this life? That if we didn't, we'd be of all men most miserable. I mean, this hadn't been such a bad life. I mean, we've been blessed in America. Oh, we've got our troubles and we got heartaches and difficulties and, and things of that nature. But uh, all said and done, we're blessed people. We've been blessed, you know. Uh, we get to eat and got clothes and automobiles. and they, I mean, we've been blessed in, 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 in a number of ways. But you know what? It's nothing can compare to the life that we're looking forward to. And the life that we're preparing ourselves to attain and to receive. And doing our best to persuade others to become a part of this. <laughs> so, again, so I, I want to go to some places as we begin to talk about, when you talk about that form, form, if you look that word up, it actually means to mold, 
It's a pattern. You shape or form something. You know, uh, I know Brother Barry, Brother Cage, you have them Tuesday. Concrete business. Uh, did y'all have some form boards up? Y'all didn't just run out there and take that truck and just open up the chutes and just let that concrete just go shh. Did that concrete just jump in them form boards and shape up and smooth out? Somebody had to work with it, didn't they? Somebody had to direct it. Somebody had to take, you know, what they call a come along. And no, it's not the one with the hook on that you put on the front of the truck, no. But it's, it's a deal about this long, got some teeth like in it, raking it, you come along, you pull. It's what'll make you or break you. It'll make you. <laughs> It'll make you go home and say, this ain't for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And so, same way with form. Thank God for churches that still believes in form. <laughs> still believes in there is a right way and a wrong way to live. But we're willing to teach it, preach it, and practice it out of love. Not as rules and regulations. It's not just a rule. A rule is something you got to do when you don't want to do it and don't like to do it. There's a far difference between the two. Because when your Bible says when you fall in love with him, you start loving the things you once hate and start hating the things you once loved. And see, there is the real problem right there. We don't have a problem doing this because we love doing it. We don't have a problem being set aside because we love being set aside. Amen. We don't mind looking different and odd and strange and being a peculiar and a special individual for the choosing of God because, man, whenever you really experience this glory and experience its touch and visitation, we enjoy, we find strength and joy in it. So there is a difference between the two. So as we, we watch this, it, it, you take metal or, or, or wax and it's melted down. And so sometimes the fiery trials, <laughs> sometimes the word of God is like a fire shut up in our bones. Holy Ghost talks about the Holy Ghost and fire. And so the word of God sometimes is like a fire, amen, that will mold us and shape us and give us instructions and guidance. I'm telling you, if it's ever been a generation, we've accomplished a lot in America. But one of the most important things that you and I need to purpose in our hearts and our minds and our spirits, I'm going to study the word of God. I'm going to get it written on the tables of my heart, my mind, and spirit. Not just so I can be a big shot and a small aleck and out, outmaneuver anybody else. No, that I might be saved, but not only myself, but I can be a guide to my family and a guide to those around me that's hungry and thirsty for the truth of God. Amen. So we can be an instrument and a vessel unto him. So as we look at this word formed of doctrine, amen, but were, and now here's where I'm going to go back were the servants of sin. I've used that little portion right there, and I'm going to run some scriptures. Were the, were the servants of sin. Were the slaves and held captive and walked in the power of that. So I brought it to our attention. How did they realize and come to that conclusion and understanding, amen, because you've heard me say this, in our, in our culture, in our day, in our nation, we're living in a nation today that doesn't recognize sin. The devil, the world, the lust of the world has got the water so muddied up. Religion itself has got the, they, they're more the fault. Well, I ought not maybe say some of this, but, but it's still true. Religion has got the water more muddied up than anything else. Amen. That this way and that way and this will do and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. But, but you really don't find that in the word of God. It ought not be that be in Pentecost. It ought not be that way in any other area. But they ought to be that place. And I I realize there's going to be some tolerance and we're going to talk about it because Romans the 14th chapter talks about it. Amen. But but yet all said and done when it comes to the foundation, the plan of salvation and how we take heed, how we build thereupon. Amen. It's got the word of God has given us something that's unshakable and unmovable. This thank God for that doctrine that you and I can experience and be a part of. Amen. And allow it to operate through us. So I'm going to begin by going to 1 Corinthians 6 and 9 and we're just going to talk about the form of doctrine. But here Paul by a form of doctrine begins 
begin to name unto us to help us to understand what sin really is and what's unfolding and what's taking place there. Because it will amaze you today, the world that we're living in, how many, how many believes that they can still participate and be involved in these type of lifestyles and still go to heaven. I've been there. I've heard, and, and I, again, I'm not judging. I'm just simply, I'm trying to condemn nobody. I'm just telling you in the world that we're in. Amen. And heard him to put them up in heavens and how they talked about when they was in a revival back when they was 10 years old and how they were saved and always going to be saved and never can be lost. It doesn't matter, amen, that they, they married half a dozen times, shacked up the life a dozen of times and the one they was with or somebody else's wife, amen, when they had that wreck and he was taken out of here because he's under the influence of alcohol. I'm not exaggerating none. Huh. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not. I promise you I'm not. I've been there. Knowing not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. The question to the Corinthian church. Now we know about the Corinthian church and the, the situation that she was in. The, the geographical location. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time there. because, But, but there the things that were happening unfolding and things of that nature. We're actually going to talk about doctrine hopefully next week out of this particular letter. Amen. Where it's mentioned a couple of times by the Apostle Paul. But know ye not, the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. First thing that Jesus Christ taught us about the end time is not to be deceived. Here's Paul's writings into the Corinthian church. Because they were allowing some things and some activities that was going on even in that local assembly. And wasn't being addressed and dealt with in a manner and a way that to, to help them to understand that if you continue in that lifestyle, if you continue to practice that, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of God. You're not going to win this race. And so he begins to name and he begins to address things in a manner and a way that they wouldn't be questioning it. And so deceive neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind. And if you look at some of the other the translations they make it a little more plainer to our terms today if you'd like to go to some of them amen and then he goes on he said nor thieves nor covenants nor drunkards nor revilers nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God and such were some of you but not any longer no, we used to walk in that lifestyle. We used to participate in that, but not any longer. We become a child of God. We've been delivered. We've been washed. We've been set free. And that power, that law of sin doesn't rule in our lives now because we have been washed. Watch what he says. But such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified. What? In the name of the Lord Jesus. What is he simply telling them? You've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And you found sanctification and justification through obedience to the name of Jesus Christ. Because this is the only way that's given under heaven whereby we must find remission or washing away of our sins. You can't even get that activated without first obeying the doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ to get this activated into your life. And what? By the Spirit of God. Baptism of the Holy Ghost. It repeats that a lot more often. You know what helps us to understand that? Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Brings revelation. Amen. Gives us insight. Ephesians 2. And 1 through 10. And you have he quickened. Watch this. Who were dead what? In trespasses and sins. Can't serve two masters. Can't serve two laws at the same time. Watch this. There is a law of the sin. And then the law of the Spirit, God's Spirit, that helps us. Where in a time past he walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The Spirit that now worketh in what? The children of disobedience. So if we walk in this and practice it, we're a child. One way, the, we either are a sinner or a disobedient child. And both of them will disqualify us out of the kingdom of God. When that hour comes. And that's what we got to take to heart. Among whom also we all had our conversations in time past. In what? In the lust of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature the children of wrath. By nature 
This is the part we have to really keep under subjection. That's the reason you and I have to die on a daily basis. That's the reason you and I have to stay on our knees and, and pray and, and come to the house of God on a regular basis and, and stay on top of all of this. Amen. Because that old nature, amen, if you give it any room whatsoever, it'll rise up in you. Those old desires and old passions, amen, will rise up back in, into these earthen vessels and dominate us and control us. And the devil's always looking for an opportunity, amen, to tempt us and try us and we're not going to be without temptation hallelujah we're not you know we're in this world but we're not of this world but we're going to be tempted by this world amen we're going to be tempted but we got to make up in our minds and hearts that you know what I'm God's made a way of escape of every temptation there's a way of escape I'm going to have to search for it I'm going to have to cry out and with everything it is I'm going to have to spend an all night prayer meeting amen to find that gate and find that deliverance but you know what God's made of a way of escape give me the Weak the power to overcome that temptation. Amen. It wars up against me. Why? There's a law of his spirit that's in me to come to comfort me, to secure me, to help me, give me the strength and energy to do it. I'm not doing this by myself. We're not who we are by ourselves. It's a working hand of God. It's a working hand of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. It's the working powers of the Holy Ghost. It's his mercy and grace that we endure every single day. We're saved by his grace. We're kept by his mercy. But through obedience to the doctrines of the word of God, we can overcome sin. Sin does not or cannot reign or dominate our lives and be a child of God. Thank God. But God, who is what? Rich in mercy. For his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace we are saved and hath raised us up together. Notice. Again, here we go. We're talking about the Holy Ghost. Raised up together in his spirit. <laughs> setting together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. Of his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith. And that's not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship this is the true grace of God that we can live a godly life in this ungodly world now this is going to get a little deeper uh, it's going to deal with an area with us and, and a, a place with us it's one thing to show godliness in, in our, our, our attire and things of that nature but watch these scriptures that I've given. I'm not going to be long tonight. It's 8.31 now. I realize that. But I'm going to rush through some of this. Watch what Paul writes into Titus about this. Put them in mind. In other words, remind them. Anybody's glad you've been reminded? Thank God for people that remind us sometimes of things that, not, you know, in life, but also in, even in living for God and serving God and doing the things that the Lord has us to do. So he said, he's telling Titus, he says, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. Amen. So he's teaching us, remind us, we got to be a people that's willing to submit, have a spirit of submission, have a willingness about yielding and humbling ourselves. And, and watch what he says. To speak evil of no man. Wow. Okay, Lord, help me here. Right. To speak evil. You know, ready, ready, ready means to prepare. Ready, you know, and so to do what? To, for every good work. And so then he goes right into it. Not to speak evil of no man. Not to slander or to abuse anyone. Amen. To be no brawler. To be gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. For we ourselves, amen, also were sometimes foolish and disobedient, deceived. Amen. Serving divers' lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy and hateful haters one of another. This is the life we used to live. This is the way we used to act. This is the way we used to conduct ourselves. But not any longer. Mm -mm. We got a power and a kingdom and experience in us that's changed us, that's transformed us. But after, watch this. But after that the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, 
being saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. I thank God for that rege regenerating powers. I thank God for that washing. I thank God for that visitation of the Holy Ghost. I thank for the God for the presence of the Lord we felt here tonight and the renewing of the refreshing of God. It's a, it you know, falls upon us and moves upon us and baptizes and renews us. And folks, we, that should never grow old to us. Oh, no, we need it. We need it on a regular basis. We need it on a daily, daily You know, how many of you? No, I'm not going to ask you that. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but most everybody takes at least one shower or bath at least once a day. I mean, you know, at least once a day. Praise God. So, if, you know, if we need to do that to take care of the carnal man and the fleshly man, I just wonder how often we need a good washing, amen, in the spiritual man. Hallelujah. So that's something we have to do and practice on a daily. And it's up to us to yield to that and give ourselves unto it. It's not going to happen on its own folks that's something we got to pursue and something we got to attain because if we don't I will tell you something the devil out one little words you know what that's the reason sometimes one little offensive word can grow and get out of portion and out of shape amen because you know what we just didn't deal with it we didn't we didn't work with it we didn't get it get washed until before it got out of hand and out of control but why it was in control why it was in our our possession amen whether that at that moment time we could have dealt with it kept that little fire from exploding and coming something. Amen. That it shouldn't. So practicing this is very important. If we're going to please God. Which he shed on us on abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. That being justified by grace. We should be the heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Let's go to Peter. What Peter has written to us about this. As he talks on, uh, talks on us about being the called out people. Amen. In 1 Peter 2 and 9. You hear this scripture a lot. But he a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. That he show forth what the praises of him who have called you. What out of darkness into his marvelous light. We're just like the Israelites. We have been called out. We have been delivered and set free. Amen. From the bondage that's been given or put upon us. And so thank God for his delivering touch into our hearts and into our spirits. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God I found it. Hallelujah. I begin to wonder. I said, now wait a minute. I know I got another move on him. And the 10th verse picks up and it says, which at time past were not a people. Hmm. Believe it or not, one time you was a nobody. We might have thought we was somebody. We might strut it around like a band of rooster and thought we were somebody. You know, walk around with our shirts undone, that one hair sticking out. You know, man, here I am, man. I just arrived, babe. Party don't happen till I get here. And after a while, you know, find out, look around, you ain't no rooster. And that's supposed to be a baddie rooster, praise God. But anyway, hallelujah. We're nobodies. Amen. Where was a nobody? We're just, and no, let me tell you something. Everybody's a nobody until they become a disciple of Jesus Christ. All the bottom line, when it's all said and done. Nobody's a real man until he becomes a, a disciple of Jesus Christ. No lady's a real lady and becomes, she becomes a, a disciple and a follower of Jesus Christ. You talking about beauty. You talking about wholesome. You talking about health and strength and life and, and and, and some gumption about them. You know, don't, don't flex your muscles until you show me how you can pray. Don't flex your muscles on how man you are. Amen. Until you can lead your family to the house of God. Don't tell me how much of a man you are. Amen. And how much you taught them. But you don't have, you don't even instructed your family how to bow their knees to God. And how to make confession to Jesus Christ. And how to let the Holy Ghost be the ruler of your life. And the director. And your helper and protector and provider. And all the other areas. Hey, hey, hey. I'm preaching to us tonight. That's a real man. That's a real woman. Amen. To lead our little darlings. Amen. Not wanting to portray them to be Barbie dolls and all this other junk. Amen. No, we want to portray them to be vessels of God and holy and upright and pleasing to God. Not selling their bodies, not selling their souls and their life for ungodly stuff. And I don't mean to get on all of that, but that's the way of the world. So anyway, watching. But are now the people. Of God. Man, I'm thinking we're preaching to the people of God here tonight. Which had not attained mercy, but now have attained mercy. <laughs> Thank God for his mercy. Mercy and truth. I'm going to preach on that sometime. I read that verse here just a few days ago. Mercy and truth. They'll help us. Dearly beloved, I beseech you. As strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshly lusts, which wars against the soul. Which wars against the soul. Can you give me Hosea 2 and 3 if you can. 
having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. That whereas they speak against you as evildoers. And I don't think I give you all the scriptures tonight, did I? I wrote them down. Oh, Lord have mercy. I forgot. They're on my desk. <laughs> I'll get used to this sooner or later. Lord help me. I, I got ahead. I got them, wrote them down. Got them before you showed up. See there? I'm going to quit doing that. I'm going to wait till you show up and come in and ask for them. And then I'll give them to you. No. Nah. Hallelujah. I had them wrote up and lined up for y'all. No wonder. I'm sorry. Sorry. Hosea 2 and 23, though. Can you get me that? Hosea 2 and 23. I want to bring something out about that particular scripture. Amen. How God spoke unto them. And he's actually, it's a, it's a prophecy unto us as Gentile. Amen. The call of God and the move of God upon us. And, and because it's what? As his peculiar people and called out people. That's what we want to be. We belong to him. We belong to his service. We belong to his kingdom. Amen. That's not a better life that you and I can live than live for Jesus Christ. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. I want you to pay attention to that. Where strangers and pilgrims were at. We don't fit in. So don't try to fit in. And we don't need to change the doctrine to try to fit in. The doctrine's what brought us liberty and freedom. And if you start changing the doctrine, you're going to bind somebody up. And what spiritual leader stands in the pulpit and change the doctrines of this book, you just cause damnation to your soul and them that listen and follow you. The blind leading the blind, the both falling in the ditch. We don't have a right by the doctrine to change not one thing in this book. And if we do, I tell you, it's plain to us. You're going to damn, you're going to cause your own name to be erased out of the Lamb's book of life. I don't want to do that. I'm going to keep my name there and any and everybody that follows the doctrines that's written in this book for us. Watch this. Dearly beloved, I beseech you, a stranger, abstain from fleshly lusts, which wars against the soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles. Now, we need to understand that when we talk about, when, when we, we're pilgrims, we're strangers. So abstain, reframe yourself. You know, let me just give you a good, good example of this. How many knows there's some laws on this highway out here? I mean, he knows there's some signs on it that tells you how fast you can drive. But you know what? The, Miss, the Department of Mississippi don't issue an individual in everybody's automobile to sit over there or sit in the middle. That whenever you go past the speed limit, bam. Slow down, boy. That changed the law. The law's still there. Just because the enforcer's not in the cab with you. Now, he can be on the side of the road. <laughs> or you could pass him. And you get to see them. And still the power is up to you. You still have the power to say, hmm, I think I can outrun him. I'm going to go somewhere with this. Because the scripture is the real plain on this. So, we're going to having our conversation, our conduct, it's honest among the Gentiles. Now remember, Gentiles is heathens, dogs, it's unbelievers. When he's like him, when he's writing here, okay? Whereas they speak against you as evildoers, they may, by your good works, which they shall behold, glorify God in the day of visitation. When they observe your good, they may even call you evil and wicked while you continued your good works. But in the day of visitation, they're going to recognize. Watch what they say. Submit yourself to every ordinance or institution of man for the Lord's sake. It's never pleasing to God. <laughs> Look, if you're the one that always wanted to push the envelope, when you have got rules and laws and bylaws and all of a sudden you, you kind of like, you know, may feel like you're the special, special. We need to stretch these. We need, uh, we'll just turn your head. It, it, I mean, it's me. It don't matter. You know, what would y'all think of me that every time I got in my truck, I'd done about 80 or 90 
Y'all don't want to respond. Would that, would that affect your witnessing of me? Sure would. Because if you can't submit yourself unto the laws of this land, you haven't submitted yourself to the law of God. And in fact, this is what Peter's writing about here too. Now he may have been taught, but watch him, the institute, the laws, the laws of the land. If we're constantly breaking the laws of the land, it's, it, it, it affects your witnessing ability and power. Others will look at you different. Now that's not just in speeding. That could be in other areas. Okay? Y'all want me to name something or just leave it alone? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Got to pay debts. Got to pay bills. Got to keep your word. Got to treat people right. Hey, he's going to get strong with this. You watch what he does. Goes as far. Now watch this. Submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's. Who are we doing this for? This is not for my sake. This is for the Lord's sake. This is for his name's sake. That I'm going to do what's right. You know why it's so important that I don't drive 85 and 90 and 100 miles an hour on Highway 57 every time I get on it or any other highway? It could be your darling that I meet that's coming around that curve and I'm just a little too fast and can't stay on my side and all of a sudden take her life out of here. You know what you're going to think? I'll tell you what you're going to think. If he hadn't been driving so fast every day of the week when he wasn't no sense in it and all this other, this probably wouldn't happen. And you know what? You're probably absolutely right. I don't mean I get a lot of amens here, but I'm still right. I'm still right. And so... To governors, watch him what he says. He goes on right there. He said to kings and those are supreme. Now watch him. Unto governors and as unto them that are sent by him. For the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do good. Okay. Now, who sends the highway? I'm just using this a little easier terms to understand. Okay. You know, I don't know anything about some of this other stuff. You know. I don't know nothing about going to jail and, and having to go into court. And all the, but but, but uh, I know a little bit about it. I have been pulled over a time or two. My wife has accused me a few times. You're the most luckiest guy I've ever seen. But I don't try to make it a practice of speeding. In fact, they got weather so much on 57, I make sure I don't. I drive 56, 50. I had somebody got behind me this morning. I went up and got something to come right back. And I tell, because they passed somebody in the school zone. I said, hmm, somebody around, they got you, got you a ticket there. I come on up to the red light, turned in, you know, finally got the piece of turns. I turned in there. And I tried. I tried to hurry up and get up at least 55. And I finally got to 57. But I said, listen, fast, I'm going to drive. If you want to go faster, you're just going to have to hurry up and get around me. I hope you don't run over nobody and hope it works out for you. But I, you're not going to make me get a ticket. <laughs> You can ride my bumper if you want to. Now, I didn't slam on brakes, and, and I didn't, you know, tell her she was number one. I didn't do none of those things. And I didn't do none of that crossed my mind. I just kept driving down the road, being real nice, and, you know, praise God, and it all worked out. So hopefully, maybe she got there on time. Hopefully, she did. But if she didn't, well, she have left yesterday. But anyway, I mean, just that's the only way you can handle that kind of stuff. But listen what I'm trying to say here, and I don't mean to get on off of that. But listen what the writer, what Paul, but Peter's writing to us here. For uh, so is the will of God that 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 with will with well doing, he may be put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. Huh. Well, since I'm on speeding. You know, Brother McCain used to say this all the time, right? I mean, you know what he used to say. Bind them and blind them. Well, that's really not right. I knew they'd go over like a lead balloon, but I'm still right. You ain't got no business driving 80 and 90 and 100 miles an hour. You're jeopardizing yourself, and you're jeopardizing somebody else on the highway. Now, I can just use this for law, okay? I'm just using this today. But there's so many other areas. Amen. When you decide to do certain things and, and go in certain, you got to take on the responsibility of that. So what is this all about? It's all about submission. It's all about control. It's all about who's going to fight these battles for you. Who's going to bring you through? And, and I got to hurry. 
Um, let me, uh, okay, watch this. Can I just read briefly through some of this? For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. Listen to these next few verses real closely. And, and I, I may not go any further, but listen to this. For what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your faults, ye shall take it patiently? How I many, you don't have much of a problem. You know, when you're done wrong, somebody correction, you know. What about when you do right? How do you handle that? Now, here's the test whether or not if we Holy Ghost filled or not. If we're Christ-like or not. It's in your Bible. It's 1 Peter's. If somebody wants to get it on the screen, I don't think I'm fooling them. I'm not. <laughs> 1 Peter's, amen. 10, 10 or 20. For what glory is it if when he be buffeted for your faults, he shall take it patiently? But if when he do well and suffer for it, and he take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even cure unto were he called. Now, we, we boast and brag on being called out of darkness. We boast and brag on about certain areas. But what about the times when I've done right and upright and, and I'm being buffeted and I'm being persecuted and I'm being ridiculed and it's costing me possibly dearly? How am I going to handle that? When you're falsely accused. God knows he's with us. He says... Suffer it, he shall take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even here unto were he called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that he should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. Who when he was reviled, reviled not against. When he suffered, he threatened not. But he committed himself to him and judges righteously. Who is his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we are killed. For he were as one. The sheep going astray, but are now returned to the shepherd and bishop of your soul. So you know what? This is how we handle things. This is how we respond to things. Hey, I'm telling you over and over again, folks. It's never the will of God for us to get out of control, to throw temper tandems, amen, to do and go into actions. You know why? Because we're going to trust God. We've got to trust God that he knows exactly where we're at, that we're going through what he wants us to go through. We're going to handle it. Now watch this. Did, did Daniel resist being thrown into the den of lions? Did the three Hebrews, did they pull their swords out to say, come on, man, get back to back. I think we can take about 20 of them before they <laughs> Now we won't do any of those things. But there's something more deadly than a sword. Something that's more deadly than a gun. Something that can. <laughs> Doctrines. And there's something about knowing this Jesus and walking in him. His shield to protect us and help us and guide us. Folks, I'm telling you. You and I have been introduced to a doctrine that can turn this world upside down. We can heap coals of fire upon our enemies. Jesus said to love our enemies. Jesus taught us how to be gentle and kind and long-suffering. That's the same way we've got to be with this doctrine and truth. I'm, God's leading us. God's guiding us. When I get to Corinthians, it's, it's really going to come together. Why that's so important. I believe I could get probably 100% vote here tonight. And I know it's 852. I know it. But how many has, what the chances are, how many in this community that you think it's ever really sit down and heard the doctrine or the plan of salvation like you and I know? And have experienced it. Now watch this. Here's why this is so important. And I'll be done. That's when we've got to be patient with them. Number one. They maybe have never heard it. Don't know anything about God. Anything about the Holy Ghost. 
And that could be the reason they're dressed like they're dressed, acting like they're acting, doing what they're doing, because that's all they know. But God brought them our way. And, and you know, we're, we're living at a time of instance, and we're living at a time where, you know, and we want it. But you know what? Sometimes God wants us we just do a little watering. Somebody else does a little planting. And then God, you know. And it, it may happen in a week. It may be in six months. Or it may take ten years. The Bible says don't grow weary in well-doing. And so, you know what the best thing you and I can do? Servants of this kingdom. Let's stand. The baby's getting upset. And I know it's getting late and it's 9 o'clock. And, and I understand that. And I, I apologize for that. But uh, at the same time, I'd love to go a little further. Again, First Peter 4, 1 and 5. If you want to go and read that. A man suffer. A man suffer. Arm yourself is what he taught us. Again, Peter. And go back to that fourth chapter. First Peter. He said, arm yourself like Christ. To what? To suffer. To be willing to suffer. Nobody likes suffering. Come on. Nobody likes pain. Nobody likes being rejected. Nobody likes puddle. No, we don't really like that. We don't like to be, you know, battling and arguing and fussing and things of that nature. But, but at the same time, we've got to equip our minds, our hearts and spirits in this end time. Amen. Because you know what? There's going to be some hungry folks and thirsty people out there as this turmoil and all this, all this keeps coming together. Brother Ford mentioned about the school and basically that's what he's talking about. We're going to reach a point either homeschool them or, or doing something. Why? Because it's becoming so way. And that's pressure from way up. That's pressure from way up. It's pushing it. That's a spirit behind all that stuff. And but but here we are. That's what that's what's what we got to understand. Our, our weapons are not flesh and blood. Amen. But we, we pull, pull down strongholds. That's the reason we got to walk in this doctrine and in the Holy Ghost and keep our guard and be vigilant and be sober. Amen. And be the children of light, not the children of dark. Yes. Because we never know what's going to come our way. But you know what? God does. God knows. God knows each one of us. He knows all of our tomorrow. You know, it, it, it hit me this today in prayer. And maybe I'll preach on this sometimes. But uh, you, know, you know why I can trust God tomorrow? Because he was the strength of all of my yesterdays. And he's been my strength today. So you think he's going to do any different tomorrow or a week from now or six months from now or a hundred years from now? No. He's my strength. I know this by my path. That's the reason elders are not easily shaken as you converts. But elders ought to be patient enough and long-suffering enough and turn and get them back under the arm and say, okay, baby, it's going to be all right. I know you dropped them all. Hey, I've been there. We, we love you anyway. You, you're part of the family now. You're not backsliding over that. We're not going to let you. You're not going to. You know, no, no, you, you keep on coming. God's going to. You see what I'm talking about? God will help us. If we'll let him. God will work. But we'll let. Let's let him work. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. I'm just going to let you be dismissed. Fear of the God. I done kept you. Amen. Uh, love you. Appreciate you. Pray for me. Let's pray for one another. Let's believe. Amen. The powers of God. Uh, youth. Has all the youth got registered? It's going to get registered. If you haven't, please do it. Please do it. Let us know so we can reimburse the ones that we need to. Okay? All right. God bless you. Appreciate you. So don't forget Friday night, 730. Amen. Brother Phillips, they're going to have uh, Brother Philip McKissick's there having the ladies' conference there. Sister Melanie's going to be speaking to them at 7.30. Go be a part of that. You'll enjoy that. That's the 5th. Also, don't forget Aunt Sis' birthday, 12 to 3 at her house from 12 to 3. Pray they have good weather. God bless them with some good weather, okay? Love you. Appreciate you, Sister Brooke. All the forms for the mother and daughter's banquet. All the forms. Amen. If you don't turn the form in and you show up, you don't have something to eat. You didn't follow the doctrine. God bless you.